0: Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good,
1: Henry. Happy to be here after missing a few recordings. I'm so happy to be back here. Good to have you back.
0: We are joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how are you? I'm doing well.
2: I'm also happy for Porphyria to come back and join us because this is a, uh, a quite a good topic for Porphyria. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. 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 Indeed. Um, yeah. Today is June tenth, twenty twenty-one. Catch us on social media at Comic Sauce Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, today we're going to talk some horror. And one might ask, why is a comics podcast talking about horror? And I think we talked a little bit about this previously, but horror and comics kind of have a symbiotic relationship in a way. Um, the, uh, The big superhero craze that kicked off in the 60s really came from horror comics. So comics titles like strange tales tales of suspense and journey into mystery are kind of synonymous with marvel superheroes now but those are all originally horror titles right i mean there's a long history of horror in comics uh we won't go super deep into it now but yeah there definitely is a connection between horror and comics not only way back then but recently too you know comics like the walking dead i mean that's a huge horror title that has become you know a big phenomenon with tv and everything um and even very recently dc has uh, released the conjuring comics right um yeah porphyria you actually have read some of these dc conjuring comics right yes
1: i did i got i was able to get my hands on it and um yeah like like you said horror and comics they mix well like peanut butter and jelly (laughs) there you go
0: and christian was alluding to it but perfurio you are a horror connoisseur and um i i'm I, i think it's always fun talking horror with you because you're such a big fan and you have, you always have great recommendations and great takes on a lot of different horror movies that you've seen. Mm-hmm. And we are definitely going to be talking about a horror movie today. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It has just come out. We all just saw it recently and we're going to get into it. So at this point, uh, Perferio, maybe you can lead the way.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, just to give, like, I guess, like a little bit of back review to the film before we actually talk about it is Conjuring the Three, the third part of the trilogy. Um, We follow Ed and Lorraine Warren as they go into another supernatural case. But in this case, um, uh, a young adult, Arnie Johnson, he is put on trial and he the 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 fleet their defense is that he was possessed and so this is the first time in the u.s that demonic possession was used for you know for a defense purpose um so the movie unfolds the events of what happened and what the role that Ed and Lorraine play into proving that he was possessed and everything. Um, And obviously like me and you, we both love our horror films and everything. So we are pretty into it. And of course, we had to have this conversation. We had to put Christian in a comfortable spot. And watch horror films because he's not really a big horror fan. So, uh, Christian, um, like, how, like, like before we hear your experience with hike, how how was that like, uh, like being peer pressured, <laughs> to, so to say, into watching this? Were you afraid or anything like that?
0: Hey, real quick, just a little bit of backstory um yes this episode is timely you know this movie just came out we're going to talk about it but the real reason why we decided to cover this movie was to sort of i don't know have some fun with christian because we we knew that christian is not a fan of these type of movies um so we thought it might be fun to sort of force it upon him (laughs) right so okay wow. so henry
1: with, straight's obsessed yeah that we peer pressured him yeah so
0: it. with that yeah what, what was your experience like christian so i just want to say i hate you guys
2: La <laughs> 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 no, no. um so i think with horror like yeah i've I really don't like horror for the most part. Um, I think like, you know, it kind of started as a kid. Like my sister's really into horror, my older sister. And of course she would have the movies on all the time. And growing up that just kind of freaked me out. And so like, I think I just kind of said no to horror at a very young age and just decided that I just did not like it. And then I think that it kind of started as me just being a scaredy cat, but it kind of grew into, I think it just kind of turned into like a movie preference almost. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so to speak and like i i would say like my like now even like as i've gotten older and i think i've gotten a little more like used to it um i would say my my relationship with horror is a lot like my relationship to mayonnaise um (laughs) so (laughs) because i i I don't like yeah say but like tuna salad really good chicken salad really good pesto mayonnaise really good like things that have mayo in it are uh, like uh, you know i i can dig ranch dressing you know the list kind of goes on there's a big list there but just straight mayonnaise on a sandwich no i always say no mayo i really don't <laughs> like mayonnaise okay which is just... kind of like my relationship to horror like i don't mind horror in things i think like a little horror tinge to say like a good Batman comic or uh, like Constantine, like horror in things like, I uh, you know, I don't mind. I really like the movie Alien and mm. there's only really one jump scare in the
0: movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But like if there's horror in something else like a science fiction movie in particular, you know, I can get behind it. I like it but straight horror where I think the idea is really too scary. You haunted house movies, the conjuring and city, you know, uh, all of those go on. I really don't like it. I think, um, with, with, it's really just the jump scares. Like I really just do not like jump scares. I I find them very stressful and exhausting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Fair. That's fair. And, And like, I don't like that, that, that like kind of anxious feeling when I'm watching the movie. Um person like personally, uh, but of course, I feel like me saying I don't like horror is also like just kind of a little too broad, you know, and there definitely is horror I like and there definitely is horror that like I can I can get behind, you know. And I think there's something about a movie that keeps you up at night that um that you just kind of you kind of can't help but really love in a way. Or mm. um, I think also, you know, going back in time, one movie I really hated <laughs> was Insidious mm. Mm. um because that's just jump scare crazy like that. <laughs> um, I was yeah. in college and a bunch of friends wanted to go see the movie. So I thought, yeah, why not just go see it, whatever. Like, I want to go with the group. This is what we're doing. And um, the movie scared the crap out of all of us. Like. We were just like shouting and shaking in our seats, but that was actually like, I think one of the best theater experiences ever was just all of us as friends going together and being really scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think even though I say I don't like horror and I, I don't like seek out a lot of horror movies, there's a, there's a bit of respect for it. Okay. I guess that's where I'm at now.
1: That's fair. So how was your, how was your experience with this film? Like,
2: um, so, uh, let's see. So I watched this. I was by myself. I did wait till it was at night I I didn't just watch it like, you know, (laughs) 10 AM with all the lights on and, you know, the windows (laughs) open. I didn't, you know, wait till it was like about 9 PM or so. Uh And, um, I did get that like anxious feeling. There were definitely a few scenes that made me, um, you know, like pretty, pretty anxious, I guess. And I Mm. think like, I definitely like partly cover my eyes a little bit during some scenes when i knew it was gonna happen you know when it's yeah. real dark the sounds real low and like the movie just really slows down you kind of you see it coming and you are like oh, here it is here it is I mm. i can't help but move my hand a little bit over <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and then i'd be like oh that's it okay all right i'm cool
0: <laughs> i respect your honesty christian uh-huh. <laughs> i like that like a lot of people wouldn't admit to putting the hand over the eyes but you did i respect that
1: did, it's almost was there,
0: automatic sometimes
1: <laughs> were, was there any parts during the film where you were like the jump scares really got to you and You're just like oh shit like like had that like jump moment
2: um let's see so uh you know a little bit i think at the beginning um mm. I think I, I had to, like, ease myself back into the jump scare a little bit. I think, like, the first couple, mm-hmm. I definitely felt that way. I think as the movie kind of went on, I got a little more comfortable with the okay. film. Mm-hmm. But the first few, like, I definitely felt like my stress levels were rising a bit, you know?
1: Okay. Okay, great. Well, glad to hear that. Um, It sounds like it wasn't that bad, and it's not going to be traumatic experience that that you'll live through. <laughs> so uh, glad I went it went through. Um, what about you, Henry? How was your experience like watching this film?
0: Yeah, my experience, it sounds like was pretty similar to Christians. Uh, I did watch it on opening weekend at home on HBO Max. And um, yeah, I, I also waited night time you know it's kind of like i wanted to do it the right way didn't want to wuss out you know mm-hmm. dim the lights a little bit i did watch it alone um yeah it, it was really damn scary <laughs> bottom line this is a scary ass movie um if you're a fan of the conjuring series because they are scary and uh they're kind of notorious for being very scary. This movie does not disappoint because it is it is right up there with parts one and two in terms of scariness level. It's scary. No question. And yeah, there were times that uh I I was I almost wanted to pause the movie and like Mm -hmm. take a break or something, maybe turn the lights up, maybe maybe watch some cartoons or something <laughs> um but I, I was like i was kind of like uh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna soldier through i'm gonna, i'm just gonna do this um and yeah I, I was pretty uncomfortable in a number of spots it was just really scary yeah the the anxiety level you mentioned christian definitely there the, there were some moments of like anticipation that were just like almost unbearable at times uh so very scary Um, what else (laughs) you know it's funny I think I mentioned this way back when in a previous episode where we talked about uh, the insidious movie Mm -hmm. I kind of did that movie the same way I I watched it by myself in the dark um, and one of the uh, comforting factors there was my cat Smokey he actually like hopped in my lap for a lot of that movie and um that was sort of like uh you know comforting <laughs> but mm-hmm. but it didn't happen this time for for conjuring three last week um i was kind of looking around from like <laughs> we're smoky and then at one point like our eyes kind of met and it was almost like i'm not helping you out here bro <laughs> and he just like left you're on your room.
1: own <laughs> you're yeah. on
0: your own buddy uh so that was disappointing And uh, yeah, bottom line is I was scared. And it's crazy because I've watched a lot of horror movies. Like, unlike Christian, yeah, I I am a fan of the genre. And I've seen a lot of horror movies in my time. And, um, you know, I was legit scared from this movie. And it, it was, there were points where in my head I was like, why... Am I so affected by this? You know, I'm still scared from this shit. Why? But the simple truth of it is I was scared throughout a lot of this movie. Mm.
1: It's good to hear your take. Um, I would like to talk about, you know, as we get more into the movie, I want to hear more of, of what scared you. Um, but um for me, uh, I you know I watched it also opening day that it came out on hbo max and i love like you both said i love these horror movies i love the conjuring films i think they're really great um but to be honest i wasn't that scared with this movie i i watched it at like midnight with me and my partner and i was not scared um that it was a decent movie and yeah i mean like we'll get more into in, more into it when we talk about the movie but um it was it, it it paid homage to the conjuring um spirit i will say um
0: i agree yeah
1: uh-huh. so before we really dive in and talk about the 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 movie itself i just want to kind of get like a little bit of understanding of you guys um and your relationship with this uh topic the of the supernatural do you believe or not believe about like demons and angels and all that stuff that makes up this conjuring universe um henry look you want to start it off
0: Sure. So do I believe in the supernatural? That's a big question, right? So ultimately, I would say no. I don't believe in any of that stuff. I I believe in science. (laughs) I believe in facts. You know, Um, now, do I believe in the power of great storytelling? Of course. You know, I'm a huge fan of, of genre movies And um, just like fandom in general. Like, if you love Freddy Krueger or or do you love, uh, you know, Michael Myers, I I get all that. You know, that's great. Um, But real life ghosts and evil spirits, nah, no, I don't believe that at all.
1: Okay. Um, What about you, Christian?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I'm def- I'm in the same boat as Henry. Uh, I I don't really believe in supernatural beings at all. No ghosts, no demons, nothing like that. Um, I I guess that's that's the short of it. Um, I think the brain there's a lot we don't know about it, and I think there's there's so much that it can do to influence our our personal perception as well mm-hmm. as our memory. Mm-hmm. And so I I think there's a lot like. There's a lot of times, like, you know, you feel like you've seen something that may be a ghost, and I think part of you kind of internalizes that idea, in a mm-hmm. sense, and it's almost like it, you you kind of did see it because you're, you perceived yourself to see it, in a way. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my layman, like chair science right there. (laughs) That's, that's my, that's my little psychological minute. Thanks for Uh, coming to my TED (laughs) talk.
1: Nice. So me personally, I, you know, I grew up Catholic. So, you know, I, I've been, you know, surrounded by these kinds of stories about like the supernatural and, um, religious figures like God and the devil and angels and demons and ghosts and spirits and all that stuff since I was a young kid. And to be honest, it never really scared me. I've always been fascinated by the idea. Um, do I believe in it? I'd like to think I do. I've never had any personal experience with, um, encountering, like, interacting with a ghost or anything like that. Um, but I like to believe that, that these kinds of forces exist and that uh, it's all around us. And um, are they, like, as scary as, like, these movies make them out to be? I don't think so, but I feel like that doesn't make them any less dangerous than, than if I if they do exist, um, if if demons do exist and all that kind
0: of stuff, that's that's my take. You know, it's really funny. the The person who believes in the supernatural was not scared from this movie, but the two guys who <laughs> don't believe in it at all. <laughs> we like scared shitless. <laughs> like how ironic is that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so that okay, so I guess like really a quick follow up questions before we get into the movie. Um, for both of you, um, since you guys don't believe in it, would would that would, does that mean you don't mind like using like the Ouija board or tarot cards or anything like
2: that? I've never used them before, but I would try it um i actually don't really know how much uh
0: how they work really Uh but i guess i'd try it yeah
1: yeah
0: henry yeah yeah i'd be game too like i'm i'm not like worried about you know some weird shit happening that doesn't concern me i'm i'm totally game it'd be like a fun thing for for me to do i haven't done it before also but yeah to me it'd be like a fun thing to do Will screw both of you i would never do that <laughs>
1: like, like 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 i said i don't fuck with that kind of stuff i i like yeah no the, the, i i don't know if you can see my face like you describing it as like fun and all that. i'm just like no no i do not fuck with that
2: oh, <laughs> um, Sounds like oh, we're talking about like drugs or something yeah you know? <laughs> Um, okay, and so
1: I guess one little quick question I want to get into before we actually talk about the movie is um, the figures that the the Conjuring universe is built around, Ed and Lorraine Warren. So they're, you know, a couple of paranormal investigators. Ed kind of, like, talks. He's more of, like, the tactical kind of person who talks with the people who are possessed, trying to figure out, like... Um, you know he's a demonologist he tries to he has like this like huge knowledge of demons and spirits and um, all that kind of stuff uh, how to get rid of them how to interact with them whereas his wife Loran she is a um, clairvoyant where she actually has the ability to speak with these spirits and all that kind of stuff you know so back in I think you know they became popular in the 70s 80s um with the admirable horror being like one of their more popular cases um but you know like a lot of people who believe in stuff believe in them but there is a bunch of non-believers who just rather coin these people as con artists who prey on the fear of people who uh, are, who believe in the supernatural and can, don't have any explanation to what's happening around their houses. Um, I would really like, really fast, like to hear your guys' take on the warrants. Like, do you believe in their uh, jobs or do you think that, yep, they're, they work on artists? That's
0: a good question. <laughs> Loaded question. <laughs> I,
2: I, I gotta think about this for a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I have a, I have a quick take on that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, like I, like I said, I don't believe in the supernatural, but I wouldn't go so far to say that they were con artists. You know, you know, my perspective is maybe similar to my perspective on religion. You know, I'm not a religious person, Mm -hmm. but I don't think there's like zero value in going to church. You know, I think there's a lot of value for a lot of people to go to church. You know, there's the community aspect and, um, you know, people seeking help, having someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe that ultimately was the great contributions of ed and lorraine warren for desperate people to have someone to go to and someone to maybe understand what they're going through um so you know if if they were able to help people who are going through really rough times um maybe it wasn't like real life ghost shit or from my perspective, definitely wasn't real life ghost shit. Uh, but clearly, the, these people were going through some sort of psychological terror, right? Um, so if the Warrens were able to help them through that, then, you know, bless them for that. And uh, no, I don't think they were a con artist. Definitely. I, I think they served uh, you an know, important role there.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, Christian. No, oh, that's a very that's a very good take. Um, I I can't say that I've researched the Warrens enough to really um, make like a clear um, a clear statement on whether I think they're con artists or not. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I, I definitely I think I'll I'll side with Henry on, on that. Everything he said, um, like it, it it is hard to say. Although I think Arnie unfortunately probably like he 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 should have gone to jail you know he definitely they had the correct thing if you look at it in real life I think
1: Uh uh-huh okay uh my take I think yeah I, I I agree with you Henry I don't know if they were like con artists um honestly I I just as much as I believe in that kind of stuff I don't know if like people like Lorraine exists about like being able to speak on that side, you know, and speak with spirits and all that kind of stuff. I do believe that people can have a vast knowledge of these kinds of things. Like, you know, like there's like Bigfoot experts and and the Loch Ness experts and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like, you know, there's gonna be an expert about some weird thing out there, you know, um, whether or not we understand it or not. Like you said, they, they could provide a sense of relief for people and so um yes yeah, i don't think i wouldn't label them as con artists but i do agree with what what you said henry that they they provide some kind of service of um relief for people who believe in this kind of stuff you know yeah okay great so yeah let's now let's talk the movie um yeah. the double Maybe we, name we can
0: you... we can give uh a spoiler alert now right yeah, yeah 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 so yeah spoiler
1: alert um so I guess christian since you you know this we kind of peer pressured you into into the film watching it um what'd you think of it
2: hmm let's see I think at the end like i thought it was all right um like I said it like it definitely got my heart rate going. Um I definitely got, you know, pretty scared at a few parts, especially like uh towards the beginning. I thought uh the setup was really well done with that first exorcism scene um with the with the little kid and then I thought the courtroom setup was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um to be honest, I kind of wanted to see more of that and how they would argue um demonic possession in a court of law Mm -hmm. um which uh, that might end up being a a completely different movie entirely um which a a movie does exist
1: that i could recommend oh really if you you ever want to watch it (laughs)
2: It, like it it did become a curiosity like like what actually happened like what was like the true story behind this Mm -hmm. um and so I think, like, the whole set of, like, it was definitely, like, very intriguing, because I didn't even know the Warrens were real people until afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like, the more it got into the witch plot, I think the, like, the more it did actually kind of lose me. I thought the beginning was interesting, and I thought, like, this is a high-level Satanist you have to, you have to, like, find and investigate. And I did think there were some, but... um like i thought the climax was just kind of okay i don't know like i think by that point i wasn't like scared at all unfortunately but like Mm -hmm. the beginning i thought was like great so i guess that's my take cool cool um henry
0: yeah for me this is a pretty interesting thing about horror movies with horror movies unlike really any other type of movie there's really two two distinct things going on, right? There's how good is the movie? And then how scary is the movie, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, with. Pretty much any other movie, I'll be like, okay, how good was it? And here's why I liked it. Here's why I didn't like it. But with horror, it's like two really different categories, right? How good is it and how scary is it? Mm -hmm. So with a horror movie like this, I definitely kind of evaluate both things. And like I said, I think this movie is very freaking scary. It This is a scary movie. You want to get scared? Watch this movie. I, I mean, unless you're preferring and you're immune to it. At this point, I guess. <laughs> But uh, for most people, I think you will get scared for this movie. Now, is it a good movie? Kind of like what Christian's saying. I don't think it's a good movie. <laughs> like, um, we can maybe get into this later. Uh, but I was kind of like evaluating the whole Conjuring series. And to me, it's kind of this like downward spiral of quality. I think the first Conjuring movie is like a legit good movie that just so happens to be super fucking scary also, right? Um, Conjuring 2, also super scary. Conjuring 3, also super scary. But like, I think each one, like kind of like goes down in quality in terms of how good a movie it is. Um, like, this movie, in terms of just, like, like storytelling, character development, the acting, I just don't think it's very good. It's not that compelling a story. Um, and it's almost like the movie is just, like, dead set on just scaring you. And, like, it almost, like, doesn't care about other stuff. Like, your example, the the courtroom stuff that you're kind of interested in. Christian. I was kind of interested in that too, but the movie was like, ah, forget all that, you know, let's just scare the audience. (laughs) You know, I I felt like this movie kind of took that approach. Um, and side note, this is the first of the conjuring series that James Wan did not direct. I think that is a part of the, the, the the drop off in quality also. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so Mm -hmm. yeah, bottom line for me is, Yes, this is a scary movie, but no, it's not a very good movie. Mm-hmm.
1: I hear you, hear you loud and clear. Um yeah, for me, I thought it, you know, it felt short for me on both ends. It wasn't a good horror movie and it just wasn't a good movie i agree with both of you that i was way more interested in hearing about the trial and all that kind of stuff about like how the warrants were going to help like provide a defense for arnie um i was way more interested in that and then when they totally threw in like the witch angle i was totally caught off guard and i was like what the hell is going on i am so lost i don't care for this like I, I, I was just kind of like, I, 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 this just seems too uh, Hollywood, you know, for mm-hmm. a a horror film, you know? Yeah. Uh, like when I, you know, like you, Henry, like the Conjuring films, they set up, they, they were good, you know? The first one, it set up like kind of like a standard for how supernatural films in the modern day should be like. And the second one, you know wasn't as good but it lived up to that standard and then this one i feel like it just didn't live up to that standard of the first one at all like by introducing like the sorcery of the witch and the black magic and all this stuff i just felt like it 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 was ridiculous (laughs) i was just like what the hell like i felt robbed of a (laughs) of a good conjuring film um yeah. I would I w- I've been I would have been way more invested in he- seeing like how the Warrens would have um what evidence they could have provided to show that Arnie was demonically possessed and all that kind of
0: stuff. Um yeah, that ending was pretty goofy it was almost like wandavision it was like a witch battle or something
1: yeah (laughs) right
0: it's like it's uh uh, it's like wanda versus agatha or some shit like that yeah it was goofy
1: yeah so yeah like i i just I, i just like i said i that's what was lacking for me i wasn't buying it um one thing i will say though i think that me and christian have talked about is that there was good chemistry between um the actors who play Ed and Lorraine Warren, you know, w- w- earlier I talked about like how, you know, people have their opinions on, um, on the figures, the real life figures, but the conjuring films, like, you know, obviously brings them into good net- light because it surrounds the cases between them. But the chemistry that the actors had really kind of, I feel like it's like the highlight of the conjuring films and it was there was no exception in this film
0: um that's an interesting point because there was this kind of subplot of the love between these two people mm-hmm. that like was sort of like key to their uh i don't know survival or their way of of like accomplishing things mm-hmm. um and yeah you're right like uh patrick wilson and Vera Farmiga are good together it's it's pretty obvious that you know they've acted with each other quite a bit before and they have good chemistry and everything but kind of like what I was saying before like I wanted to see a bit more of that you know that that seemed kind of intriguing but then Mm -hmm. they just kind of touched upon it and the movie just focused on jump scares <laughs> you know they're like okay let, let's not go too deep on on the character development let's just get back to the scary stuff right mm-hmm. um, but yeah just kind of another thing that i think they could have delved into a little more but really they just kind of scratched the surface on
1: i agree mm-hmm.
2: yeah uh, i would also agree that that was like the highlight of the film that was a part i really liked i think they had you'd banter um they didn't like it seems like they're like the horror, like the horror couple, you know? Like Patrick, Patrick Wilson, I think in particular, like he's in so many horror films. Mm-hmm. Like I think he, he was also in insidious. I mm-hmm. think he was in hard candy. And I mm-hmm. feel like there's a, an entire list of just horror films that they're both in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, like, yeah, they they felt like kind of right at home in a way and so it's a nice little anchor
1: yeah yeah i agree um you know like like we've been saying like their their acting was really good and i guess that's why you know arnie and all the other characters like i just i don't know i just didn't really care for them like um uh what's his name david the the eight-year-old boy who was possessed i cared a little bit about him i was more i was interested in his kind of origin story like how he became possessed i thought that was a cool little scene um and how he kind of like guided arnie about like his experience when he was possessed and how he was like mm-hmm. oh yeah like you hear those voices in your head and all kind of stuff but yeah other than the than patrick's and um various characters it was kind of hard to care for any of the other characters i think that i think that's what was a downfall for me for for why i didn't care for this film
0: yeah i'm with you for the most part i find it i found it difficult to care a whole lot about the characters in this movie you know and um yeah doesn't matter what kind of movie it is. If you don't care about the characters, it's it's hard to connect with the story Mm -hmm. much at all, right? So, yeah, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Hey, real quick take. Um, You know, I'm talking a lot about how uh, I I do think this movie is scary, but I don't think it's very good. (laughs) Yeah, the whole time I was watching this movie, I felt like I was in an amusement park you know like i was on a like a horror ride uh-huh. and then every few minutes there'd be like something that jumped out <laughs> you know and like it was just kind of an empty experience you know like there's really not a whole lot of story to care about like, the characters like we were saying you don't really care about them so much um and you just get these moments of terror you know like like a scary clown jumping out of a box and then the ride goes on a little bit more and you see these ghosts flying around and that's really what i felt like i felt like i was on amusement on an amusement park ride Mm -hmm. and uh yeah like at the end i just felt kind of empty i was like okay i i did get those visceral scary thrills but like I, I there was there was no quality there <laughs> I like, was just I was just like okay like I'm, I'm done with the ride uh, I'm just gonna go home now you know that's just kind of an empty feeling at the end
1: yeah that's exactly kind of yeah how I felt with with, with this film like I was very excited for it you know because like you know like I said I love these films but by the end I was just kind of like ah eh, okay next like yeah, yeah.
0: So, you know, I myself wouldn't recommend this movie. Like I said a number of times, I don't think it's a good movie. But, you know, there might be some people who watch these movies just to get scared. And like, that's it. So maybe for that portion of the population, maybe this is a recommendation to you. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. I, I think legitimately most people will get scared in a lot of parts in this movie, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe we can talk about that a little bit, like the scariest moments. I mean, I don't know if you have any preferred but I think (laughs) Christian Christian and I certainly have some, right? Yeah. Christian, do you have some moments that particularly scared you? Let's see. Um, I think the big
2: moment was the, um, the part where in the dog kennel, um right before arnie stabs that guy mm-hmm. um when he's when they're partying and he just starts like really tripping out you know and like the the scenery starts changing and gets all dark he's like it's like a very disorienting scene i thought that was really good um i think also the other the other part that kind of got me um was uh, the very the very beginning uh, with the blood shower. Um, mm. I think the blood shower itself wasn't, like, scary like a face uh, popping out at you. But um, I will say that was something, like, I-, I did not expect that. Like, I expected the face but got the shower in a way. And... I had like, like I said, like I get real nervous and anxious, and I had to like kind of ease myself in it over the course of the movie. So also, since this was the first one, it, it also stuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the wa- there was like a part with the waterbed. Like, what do you guys think of that scene, the oh. waterbed scare? Yeah,
1: the waterbed definitely, I feel like, got to me. Um, I mean, like, cause I mean. You know, you see some of these scenes in the trailer when they try to hype it up. But even then, like uh, just the way like the demon was um, toying with David, um, I thought was uh, still creepy, especially since it was on a waterbed, you know?
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. That waterbed scene was pretty damn scary. Yeah, the, the way you could see like the imprint of the demon's face inside the bed yeah that was kind of cool that was kind of cool and yeah christian you definitely named my scariest moment also the moment in the the dog kennel man so a signature thing of the conjuring series is the use of darkness and uh that scene definitely used darkness effectively so The buildup is good, like, uh, Christian, you are saying how Arnie's becoming, like, completely discombobulated. He's, like, losing it, right? And you just know, like, some crazy shit's gonna go down. And um, then there's that moment where you have his point of view, right? You have Arnie's point of view, and he's just looking at, like, a dark corner. Again, this is, like... This is classic conjuring shit, right? The, the the dark stuff, like what you don't see is freaking scary, right? You don't see anything, you just see like darkness. And then you see his buddy, like in like some weird demonic form, just like charge right at him. So like, he's coming right at you. You know, you have Arnie's point of view. So this demon is like coming right at you and uh, it is fucking scary. Yeah, that that was definitely the scariest thing (laughs) that happened to me in this movie. And like when that happened, like I like gasped and I had to like, like catch my breath, you know, Uh (laughs) really terrifying. Um, A real quick note on the beginning. Um, The very beginning where you said you were scared, Christian, that part didn't get to me too much. This is this is kind of funny. Um normally stuff with kids and like possession of kids, like that that is generally pretty scary to me. Um but this this time around it, it didn't get to me too much. Um yeah, there's the blood shower, and then you see the actual possession of this eight-year-old boy, right? Where he's like doing all this weird contortionist stuff right and he hears mm. joints popping and stuff um yeah that didn't get to me too much and i was thinking like i've spent like the last year plus with a young child <laughs> who, who has his who has had his moments of possession like freakouts and tantrums <laughs> so like when i was watching this movie i'm like this is nothing like i've I've (laughs) dealt with this i'm not scared at all no big deal right um it's it's when the creepy stuff started happening that's when i started to get scared so i so i mentioned like the the kennel scene where there's like the demon coming out of the darkness but um earlier like just before that um there's a scene where you see like a cereal box move like just very slightly, right? Yeah, it, it's uh, Arnie, right? He's just hanging out. I think he's gonna get some food. It's like daytime, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be scared, but you see like the cereal box just move just a little bit, right? Oh, that scared the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> that got me. And that, that yeah, was same. like, oh shit, here we go. And then sure enough, there's like a total jump scare that follows that, right? Because you find, it turns out it's just like a mouse or something that moved the cereal box. Again, this is like classic conjuring shit too, where it's like a misdirect. So you're you're freaked out from this cereal box, and it's like building your anticipation and your anxiety. And then you see the mouse. It's like okay, oh, it was just a mouse. Huh, There's nothing. And then boom, it like hits you with this crazy jump scare where like the demon or not the demon, the, the like the sorceress is like uh-huh. standing right behind him right so uh that definitely got me yeah this movie is full of scares no question it got me on a number of occasions
1: Mm -hmm. I think for me you know uh, the part that kind of intrigued me or even like you know build up my adrenaline wasn't a jump scare I think it was more like when um uh Lorraine makes contact with like a body and the witch like also like recognizes that like they they can sense each other you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of like um you know kind of like that star wars like ray and kylo kind of thing where they have that connection of of sensing each other and knowing where each other are and i was just like oh shit that's crazy because i think like you know i think it by that point like the witch recognizes the um how dangerous Lorraine can be with her and then starts targeting her and Mm. her family by placing the, the last, um, uh, ritual thing in the vase of the flowers and stuff. And, um, but just like that, that initial connection that's made between the two, just like, Oh man, like now there's like a, uh, a timestamp that things are going to get, serious now you know yeah. yeah there's more at stake now right um but so yeah so henry since you know you've you watched the other conjuring films where does this one kind of land compared to the other ones
0: yeah kind of like what i was saying earlier this is definitely like the worst of the trilogy you know um just just like quality wise you can do a whole lot better watching (laughs) one or two um especially one yeah kind of like what you're saying for free i think one is just like just like it's a solid good movie and you will get scared too Mm -hmm. um yeah you know it's really it's it's, I just go back to that amusement park ride analogy. Um, it's not so much a movie experience as it is a theme park ride experience. <laughs> and uh, yeah, for, for, as, a, as a movie, as a movie review, um, definitely not a recommendation. But for like, I guess a thrill ride, um, you just want to get scared. You want to get the visceral thrills of watching horror um maybe if that's all you're in it for, uh maybe I'll give it a recommendation on that level.
1: Great. Well, well what will you, Christian? Has this um influenced you to watch the other conjuring films or explore other horror films?
2: Hell no. Well <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like Cause the other two, it's always like they're good and they're really scary. It's like, oh man, like <laughs> this is supposed to be the worst one. And you said it wasn't that scary, and I was like, oh man, this is like there are some scenes that are like oh, it's too stressful. <laughs> <laughs> so probably not. I think actually, uh, with quarantine over the year, I've uh, like started to get like into horror with, with like like some movies. But, like, the movies I've been watching were, like, The Shining and, like, Psycho. Like, older, mm. much, much older movies. Like, more I like thriller like kind of thriller kind of horror films. I guess so. I think thriller definitely seems to be a little more, I guess, up my alley. Thriller, and, of course, I love science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with, with uh, these specific movies, uh, specific haunted house meant to scare you 100%. Lots of jump scares loaded with it. Um, probably not Uh, I was, I was a little invested in, in I think there were some like real life aspects of the movie that I like I when I looked up I got more interested in it Um, and so but other than that I, I not much I although I did you know like the Warrens in this movie which I guess okay so I have a question for you guys so okay. um, how much of Like the other two Conjuring movies or Annabelle carry into this movie? Um, Like, is this movie really like a trilogy or does this feel like more of a spinoff to you guys?
1: That's a good question. Yeah, I I think for me it doesn't feel like part of like the trilogy for the Conjuring. Um, for me it feels like more of a spinoff of of one of one of the Warren cases, you know. Um just because I like you know like how me and Henry have been saying like the first and second one there's obviously a connection with the Warrens and and all that stuff. And then the third one just just like it just felt like a luck luster. Um but yeah I guess that's my take that it just kinda Shows like a spin-off than completing a trilogy within the conjuring films.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's more of a spin-off than a continuation of this series. And the reason I say that is you really don't need to see conjuring one or two to like understand what's going on with this one. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much standalone. Um yeah definitely there's no required prerequisite viewing here um that said i think there are some fun little callbacks in this movie you know um we are a fandom related podcast and it's always fun (laughs) to like you know check for a little easter eggs like that's just a thing now you know like superhero movies definitely but like so many aspects of pop culture like to do this sort of thing now and this horror movie is no exception there are little conjuring easter eggs (laughs) i -hmm. was definitely like looking for stuff and there wasn't a lot but uh there was some uh like at the end is kind of the most obvious right at the warren's house they have like this archive of supernatural stuff right so you actually see the annabelle doll you see the painting of the nun you know um and here's kind of a cool one uh there is a scene another pretty scary scene in this movie where lorraine goes into the basement of a house and definitely one of those oh shit moments right here we go again (laughs) she's she's descending into darkness you know shit's gonna go down um but it's kind of a callback to um the conjuring one where there is a similar scene where lorraine goes into the basement of a house and uh you know some crazy shit's gonna happen and i think they actually kind of acknowledged it like lorraine actually kind of has this reaction of like yeah like here we go again (laughs) right (laughs) so uh kind of cool little fan moment um i like the fact that they didn't like beat you over the head with it but um they still acknowledged the past movies so kind Mm -hmm. of fun yeah uh oh oh one other thing they have a really cool house (laughs) there you go (laughs) Um, the uh, the their lawyer, right? I think the lawyer wanted them to convince her. Oh yeah, about supernatural stuff, and they were kind of like, "Oh, like you just wait," <laughs> and they totally convinced her, right? And uh, again, they they kind of acknowledged like the past movies. Mm-hmm. I wish they
1: showed that, like what yeah, happened. They, yeah, they
0: didn't show that, right? They just uh-huh. kind of cut to her reaction later. Uh Um, that would have been kind of fun to see her actually get freaked out
1: yeah and and, you know obviously yeah they cut to her reaction just to make like uh to have like that little comedic moment to Mm -hmm. lighten up the the energy of the room
0: yeah
1: but i i still wish that they had showed what it was that they 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 showed her to make her believe you know because you know i feel like you know, because I felt like that was, like, the premise of the whole movie. It was to, like, make you believe in demonic possession.
0: Right.
1: And they didn't even show that with the lawyer, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. yeah, I just I just felt like I was robbed in that scene.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was something, I thought, with, like, the evidence within the movie... that that, like made me kind of question because it does kind of have to fall in real life and of course in real life Arnie gets sentenced to prison and spends five years in prison but I kept thinking like at the end of the movie like did like couldn't they just like have like all those people who were with Arnie when he was like floating in the air and contorting (laughs) as like witnesses as well as like show them the room that all the glass broke you know (laughs) (laughs) Mhm. <laughs> like I, I kept wondering like how like it feels like they have a defense with all this evidence of like actual demonic possession where they could say like this is where he was being possessed. Here's the here's the um you know, here's where the witch was casting her spell. Here's what happened. Like here's like, you know, a few witnesses in that room at the time who can testify. So like I kept like think- I kept going back to the court angle throughout like the movie mm-hmm. and through yeah. the end. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's a solid point. Although I guess within the context of the movie I I think what we're seeing is kind of in question whether it's actually happening or it's happening like psychologically like within the mm-hmm. mind of the possessed or something mm-hmm. um so yeah it's hard to say the lines are kind of blurred right but um if there is a counter argument to what you're saying it's maybe some of this stuff is maybe wasn't really seen or the people who witnessed it um maybe they didn't actually see it maybe it was in their head who knows right
2: <clears throat> hmm. oh that is that is a good point um, yeah, they, they did cut to that a lot in the film, where like you'd think one thing would be happening. Of course, like yeah, with the big disorienting scene, so huh, yeah. I actually didn't approach that angle.
1: Uh, I I was reading online like some differences, you know, with the real life case versus um the movie. Um, apparently, like Ed claims that Arnie was possessed with uh, I think like forty. Three demons at the same time. Jeez. Um, which again, like, goes back to that conversation we were having earlier about, like, is are they con artists or how does he <laughs> know this? You know, um
0: forty
1: three. Wow. Yeah, forty three. That's nuts. Yeah. So yeah, that that was a big difference. Um. Uh, I guess um, another big thing was that um, David has a brother named Carl who's never, I don't think he's in the movie at all, but for good reason. Um, Carl, he he doesn't like the Warrens in real life. He thinks that the Warrens um, used his brother and Arnie to kind of like uh, drop fame to their um occupa- o- to their to their jobs you know and everything mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: that they made money from it and um and yeah so yeah Carl which is David's brother just he he just yeah doesn't like the warrants at all. interesting. and then uh, yeah. And then one of the last things that happened was, I guess, like, when um, when they, uh, like, when the lawyer says that, like, oh, yeah, like, demonic possession for, you know, defense. And during the, when the judge asks, uh, how do you plead or whatever? I guess, like, the judge in real life, like, laughed it off and was just like, I'm not going to take this seriously or anything mm. like
0: that. Interesting. um
2: something that seemed to play out very differently in real life
1: yeah of course uh, Of course, because you know it's a movie we got to make this more interesting
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yep yep at a witch <laughs> um yeah so before we do our readings any final thoughts that you guys have or
0: anything Yeah, you mentioned the witch thing. Uh, We've talked about it some already, but um, again, that whole thing was pretty silly and also kind of not consistent with what worked for the first two Conjuring movies. Mm -hmm. So the first two Conjuring movies were really rooted in this supernatural ghost story stuff, right? And I think inherently a ghost story is scary because, you know, we as normal people, we we have no defense against a ghost. You know, if mm-hmm. you're haunted by a ghost, there's, there's not a whole lot you can do except go to people like Lorraine and Ed Warren to, like, take care of shit, right? We can't do anything. You can't outrun a ghost, right? But in this movie, they kind of change that. They move it to, like, this satanic cult. And, you know, we've we've been talking about how the ending is pretty stupid. And this was a big part of it, you know? Like, it became, like, just a real-life person, you know, battling Lorraine, right? And I think there's a reason why the ending of this movie isn't scary at all. It's not ghosts. It's, like, weird, like magician stuff i don't know Mm -hmm. but but it is it doesn't you know you lose the, the the ghost story aspect of it um and uh like i said inherently that's scary so when you lose that it just becomes a lot less scary and to be honest pretty silly pretty silly ending to the movie so yeah i was thinking too about like iconic moments from the first two movies there was no like real iconic moment in this one right like the conjuring 2 um kind of like what we've what we've been saying it's it's not quite like the 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 quality movie conjuring 1 is but you know what it has the nun in it and the nun in that movie is like so freaking scary i mean I don't even remember the conjuring 2 that much but I remember the nun and I remember mm-hmm. being so scared from the moments that the nun appeared. And then the first conjuring movie, I mean there are a lot of scary moments but um there's that uh that music box. Like that is like stuck in my head that that freaky music box and like all the 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 scary moments uh, involving that. Uh so with this movie there really isn't like that signature thing right so um yeah i have a feeling like pretty soon like i'm going to forget about this movie and like all the little details you've been talking about um mm-hmm. there really isn't like that one iconic thing
1: yeah i agree i think this movie maybe could have had potential if they you know if, you know this whole new angle about like the witch and everything if they just did it right you know mm-hmm. like I feel like you know like for example like American Horror Story does good by including like the Salem witch trials or or you know if they're going to go that satanic um route like how you're saying Christian about like how there's the the church of satan and all that kind of stuff like um just make it like believable and make it make sense instead of just adding it for horror's sake or whatever you know
2: Mm-hmm. yeah one thing about i guess like the satanists in the movie um is that I, I don't think it's ever was it ever really explained why she was going after that family like i thought like wasn't it like her dad said it was just they want to cause chaos and that's it
1: i think i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i think like the she needed like three kinds of sacrifices she needed like something like of innocence of something and of like determination or something like that, and that's oh, yeah, what she was d- like
2: the innocent, the lover, and something else. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so she got that from David, the innocence. Um, she got that from Jessica, something, and then she was able to get that with Ed, and um, but yeah. I don't did didn't go into detail to like how the witch discovers the family or anything like that or um when she placed the you know the, the little token or whatever um so like I I wish they explained that a little bit more I think that would have been made the movie a little bit more like. Okay, I understand it, you know, but it it was just kind of just like it happened, like go of it.
2: It's funny, like watching this, I thought, oh, this is the that angle was part of a previous movie, and that they were already introduced, because um, they mentioned that it, this is a high level synkist, this is really powerful, and I thought, <laughs> oh, right. maybe this cold has been in a different movie. And then maybe they've like fleshed this out a little more. Um, But I guess like I guess looking back on it. um, One reason they might have went with that angle. um, Is that uh, well this movie does take place in the 1980s. I think it's in 1981 is when this murder happened. And of course 80s nostalgia is really big. This movie doesn't thankfully this movie doesn't like play in too heavily into 80s nostalgia and feel like a rip-off of, like, Stranger Things or anything. Uh Uh-huh. But I will, but, um, the 80s was the big time of the satanic panic. And so I wonder Mm -hmm. if that, um, if that played a part in why they chose, why they went the route that they did for this movie. Okay, Uh uh-huh. Was that it was, like, a role, kind of, like, style, like, a little more stylized version, you know?
1: Mm Mm-hmm makes it makes sense so are are we are you guys ready to should we give our reviews
0: yeah let's do it okay
1: so just to uh re-clarify a one is being like total shits shit like no recommendation whatsoever and then five being like very great that you highly recommended and it was really good um christian you want to start off since you were we you were the one peer pressured into watching this film
2: <laughs> Sorry, was, uh, i hate you guys out of five <laughs> <laughs> no i'd say it's about probably, probably give it about a two i think out of five um Definitely some good scares. Definitely got me a few times. Um, and, like, there were definitely some, like, some story moments that got me, like, intrigued, especially, like I said, like, really great great beginning for me, but, like, it kind of falls off at the, the end. So, eh, two out of
0: five.
1: Okay. Henry?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go two out of five also. Pretty much went in depth on my reasoning, but, Scary movie, yes. Good movie, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of wish, uh, you know, this is a, a better movie that we forced upon Christian because, you know, like to put him through this experience was not that cool in the first place. And then to have it be like not that great of a movie was like extra shitty. <laughs> um, that said, you know, I will go back to what I said earlier. Uh, if you're looking, to be scared and like nothing else maybe you want to check this out like let's say you saw the first two conjuring movies and um you got the the pants scared out of you off of you and you want the pants scared off of you again and that's it you don't care about stories and characters and whatnot um maybe you want to check out the conjuring the devil made me do it um beyond that i can't really think of a recommendation for this movie or a reason to watch it um, um not a great flick two out of five
1: and so the film it's a straight two out of five so i also give it a two out of five
0: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah like um the the, the storyline was horrible the whole witch thing was just bad um it was the weak link in the whole conjuring trilogy. But you know, if you're looking for like a supernatural movie to watch and you have nothing else, like sure you can watch it. And uh, you'll probably enjoy it, have a good like scare or two. Um yeah, just to get like yeah, to get that adrenaline from like a good horror film, but just be prepared. It's not going to be a good movie that doesn't make sense. And you're just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my take. A two out of five.
0: Cool. You know, we're we're all kind of down on this movie. And um, I kind of feel like, you know, just the end would be ending on like a negative note. And you know, especially you, prefer you're such a big horror fan. Maybe we can leave with like some horror movie recommendations, like actually good horror movies. You know, do you have any picks? For right us, now,
1: uh, right for now, you? A Quiet Place Part Two.
0: <laughs> ah, there you go. Oh
1: yeah, that was <laughs> a, yeah. a new release. It's a new release. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think it helps out that I watch both these films on the same day.
0: Oh, interesting oh, wow. double header.
1: Yeah, so I watched A Quiet Place Part 2 in theaters earlier that day. And like I said, it was good. I enjoyed it. And then I came home and I was pretty, I I, I will say, I was really excited to watch Conjuring because I love the films. I love this universe and everything. But I was just, yeah, pretty disappointed with, um, (laughs) with how the finished product came out to be.
0: Gotcha. I have a recommendation also. Um, I don't watch a ton of horror movies, but I just so happened to watch one not long ago called *Midsummer*, And I highly recommend this movie. It is really cool, super trippy and psychedelic and pretty unique too. Um, it's a horror movie. It's definitely a horror movie, but it takes place pretty much entirely in broad daylight. Uh, so a unique horror movie and, um, yeah a big 180 from conjuring three because um like the characters in midsummer you really get to know a lot of characters in this movie and um there's actually like character development and you kind of care what happens to these characters um and uh it's uh it's an interesting ride you know like um whereas conjuring three you feel like you're at a haunted mansion and have mm. Kind of an empty feeling at the end. At the end of Midsummer, you feel like you've really like experienced something, right? You've gone through something. Um, so I, I really uh, highly recommend that one.
1: Uh, Henry, have you ever watched the movie Hereditary?
0: No, but that is definitely on my list. I know it's the same director yeah, as, as, as uh, yeah. Midsummer. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I do intend to check that one out too. Okay. Christian, do you you have
2: have a, uh, yeah, I I got a, a movie that, that actually scared the crap out of me, um, so, um, like, it, I didn't actually expect this movie to, because I wouldn't really call this a horror movie, but I found it extremely frightening, um, uh, it's a classic, it's called Eyes Wide Shut, so I'm a big Mm. Stanley Kubrick fan, and so Mm -hmm. I actually didn't watch this until recently, and, uh, it's of course got that Kubrick slowness to it. Of course, it's definitely more of like a it's definitely more of a thriller. Uh that is like very heavy on on romance, of course. Um but I think it's the way the movie is paced out um like scared the crap out of me. Uh, I think this might be a mild spoiler um if you haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut. Um then just just skip ahead a couple minutes, um, <laughs> but the first half of the movie is Tom Cruise kind of looking to get into trouble, and then he goes, and then of course he kind of finds his way into that very I, I, um, iconic uh, scene at at the mansion, and then the second half of the movie is just um, a series of him going to be. Uh, to people trying to figure out what he went through and what happened and it's just people kind of telling him to look the other way the re- the second half of the movie because he's seen too much and some things happen to people around him and they kind of tell him that something else happens and so the movie's kind of this like it's it's like this like orwellian type of of horror where there's some entity uh above Tom Cruise Where he's pretty rich in the movie like he's pretty much on the upper crust, but there's an entirely different level of like pretty much the Illuminati is is I think what a lot of people allude to um, that tell him that you you've seen too much, but what you've seen actually didn't happen. And so I found it very disorienting as a viewer uh, because as a viewer you don't know what happened and you don't know how to fully internalize it and Of course, it's got, uh, of course, there's a myth going around. I don't believe this, but that Stanley Kubrick died because of that movie, because in the movie he said too much (laughs) with the film, and that there's some sort of like extra 14 minutes that's been cut from the film that we haven't seen that was too much to show. Um, I, I don't believe that. I think that it's just inter- internet rumors, but it does <laughs> add another kind of level to the movie. Another level of mysticism mm. in a way where the movie's just so disorienting that you just, you see it and like, it's like, it's not scary, but it keeps you up at night, you know? So, but that's also me. I'm very easily scared. <laughs> but that's my recommendation.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, I I enjoyed Eyes Wide Shut also. And yeah, I don't know if you could categorize it as a horror movie, but it's definitely a thriller. It's definitely eerie. It has scary elements to it, for sure. So cool. Yeah. I think the consensus is maybe you want to steer clear of the cheap thrills of Conjuring 3 (laughs) and maybe... (laughs) go for the quality thrills of a quiet place 2, midsummer or eyes wide shut. And with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is farewell from Perferio, Henry and Christian.